Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for joining us today. We have two very special guests with us, uh, Marcus and Shira. They've been able to do some amazing things with their own finances. They paid over six figures worth of debt off in under two and a half years. That's amazing, right? Yeah, they are super financially savvy. They have their own podcast, the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast, as well as here on YouTube, you can get a ton of tips about just how to get in a better place financially, become financially free with multiple streams of income. So welcome, Shira and Marcus. How are you guys doing today? We are doing good, Harvey family. Thank you for having us on. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. Yeah. And we're so happy to have you guys. They're also student of ours. You guys are constant learners within life. You know, we resonated. We've been on your podcast a couple of times and we just enjoy the fact that we can call you guys our friends first. So it's an honor to have you guys both on the show. Definitely, definitely. Glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So today, um, so somebody said there's an echo, so hopefully we can kind of manage that. Let us know in the comments if you guys are still hearing the echo out there. We'll, we'll make sure to take care of it. Um, but today we're going to talk about five financial tips that you guys have, especially for somebody just getting started in their investing career, specifically mobile home investing, because that's what we teach on this channel. And so we wanted to just pick your brain and share with the people that are just getting started some um, some different um, strategies and things to look out for as they're starting their investing career. And we appreciate you guys joining us live. This is your first time on the channel. Be sure to do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. It's an honor to have you guys here. But I want to tap right into these questions. Um, you guys posted a video not too long ago. You gave some great financial tips. And we thought about, man, we can take this and spin it around with mobile home investing because I know a lot of people have these questions going through their head, especially when they're just starting their business. So I took some time. I wrote out some of these questions. Um, I wrote this one down, man. You said spend less than you make. So how does this apply to someone just starting a brand new mobile home business? Wow, that's a great, great question. I think that principle, for one, it applies to when you're trying to, you know, get off, get out of your debt. 
for one, but you could also apply that to anything, right? Because you don't want to live beyond your means. You don't want to be over leveraged, right? So um, that is something that definitely you can implement into your business. If you're, you know, doing mobile home investing, you you don't want to get too far in over your head. You want to make sure that um, everything is, 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 has a good ROI, right? You know, that's, that's one thing you don't want to be paying out more than you're, you're, you're getting in. You don't want to be spending more when you're managing your money. You don't want to be spending more than you're bringing in. So uh, that's definitely something that, you know, I think is, is key to accomplishing anything. It'd be that business or be that, you know, uh, getting to any of your financial goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, you guys, if you guys have questions for them or questions for us about just, you know, what does it take to fund this business? What does it take to get started investing when you're, you know, you're just getting started with maybe you're just used to getting into your nine to five job, a simple paycheck. How do we even get started? Please drop your questions below. We want to be able to answer and get a little deeper. But I love that. I love that. It's like you don't want to be over leveraged. You don't want to put yourself in a bad situation where now you're overspent. Now you're stressed out. You have to make the deal work or, or right. you're, gonna be, you know, not paying your bills. So um, we definitely love that advice of, hey, you know, spend less than you make. Let's make sure that we can have that security and we're not overstretched financially. Yeah. And, and, and Samara, I think that's the, the one of the easier steps to to it is is just to simply manage your your own money and and that's what that's something you can implement immediately you know okay so let me make sure i'm not overspending you know so that's really uh, foundational to to paying off your debt and also to business you know don't want to overspend and it's so easy especially if you don't have any type of financial discipline was this something that came easy for you guys especially you know just saying spending you know spending less than you make that's easy to say but it's it's hard to do when you don't have that discipline like did you guys go to school for this you get a degree in finance like what it was the path to learn this information along the way yeah i would say that we come from the school of hard knocks you know and so we found ourselves in a difficult situation and that is what really um jump-started or kick-started our um, financial journey, you know, so our journey goes some some years back, you know, um, we were married in 2007 and for many years, you know, we, I wasn't involved in the finances at all and Marcus, he was doing, you know, he was trying, <laughs> but um, we both entered our marriage with debt and we continued to go deeper and deeper into it um, until we hit our financial rock bottom. And that is the place where we had more month than we had money. And so it was being in this crisis um, that really let us know that we need to do things differently. And so through hitting a financial rock bottom, um, we implemented several strategies to, you know, turn our situation around. And as you shared, you know, it, it, it took two and a half years for us to pay off the debt. And then we went right into real estate investing. And now we're looking at um, jumping into the, the mobile home game as well. You know, so for us, it took ha- it took being in a hard, a hard place to really uh, for this, you know, the alarm to sound right. that we needed to do something different. And I, I got to touch on that. I'm so happy that you guys are vulnerable. I love when you people are transparent. You talk about the crisis and we talk about, you know, two and a half years, two and a half years is a long time for anyone getting involved in mobile home investing, for anyone getting involved in real estate investing. We all know that it takes time, especially that first two years. So 
talking about two and a half years that took you guys to pay off debt and you're in a crisis. How did that test your relationship? And then how did you guys make it out of that as a team? That's a good question. It, it, it took, Shara likes to say once, once, so we have, we have some steps that we've kind of curated, right? Uh, the first step is to, um, take financial and personal inventory right and that deals with the mindset so that's that's when you address any of your limiting beliefs um you know thing you know just the things we were raised with right like uh you know you've never if you've never seen wealth sometimes you don't even know if that's a thing that you can shoot for right so you have to address those things and then second uh we we you go into uh, what is it um you're, you look at your finances. Yeah, you, you pull look, back your finances. Right. And and that's that's what we did. Because yeah. we didn't know what was... We knew what much coming in, but, right. you know, at the time. But um, it's taking a look at what's coming in and what's going out. Right. And when we did that, as I shared, we did have more month than we had money. And so we had to... It was a very uh, tough time for us. Yeah. Um, but I think through the journey and through the course of it all, it made us stronger because, yeah. you know, um, I sat on the sidelines, you know, for many years, you know, when it came to the finances of our marriage. But the reality of it is, is that we're stronger together. Right. We're better together. And so we were able to access that better part of us. We were both um, involved in the finance so you know we each play our role you know he has a role i play i have a role you know when it comes to uh we're looking into mobile home and investing you know marcus is really good with the phone calls you know like he's, he's good at he's good at things that he's good at and i'm good at the things that i'm good at and so we we work you know t- together and so yeah you have it starts with you so it starts with you you know as marcus was saying you know taking that that personal inventory looking inside yourself and say how did i come to accept this situation that i'm in you know what i'm saying and then it's also looking at looking at your budget you know and then taking steps and implementing different strategies to get to a better place a better position and then you know for us it was knocking out that debt and then now we're in wealth building phase you know we can look at our at our income and now we have a surplus you know so that's your income your bills subtracting the two what's left over some people take the money they go spend it you know they do whatever you know um but we like to plant our seed you know so whether that's vesting you know in the stock market or or in real estate we have you know a couple of rental properties and now we're looking into um you know mobile homes so it's about um you know the final that financial literacy piece and just like many professions whether you're a teacher or you're a doctor you have these continuing education units that you need to get because you need to continue be growing you know when it comes to financial literacy it is a lifelong pursuit just right. like a relationship you right. know it's a lifelong <laughs> it's a lifelong pursuit you know so i think that through the journey we've 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 grown a lot you know as a couple and we've we've gotten that much more better yeah and i think yeah. like, like like i think you said something uh, one time on one of the conversations that we we've all had um it's about making consistent progress i think as long as you're doing something you know that's that's leading you towards your goal you hit a phase that's that we like to call them the maintenance phase and i think it's important when you're in that phase to just be consistent you know you might not you might be in between results right but you just have to stay consistent so i think that was important for us too and that's important for anyone who's seeking to do anything uh in the business realm too right Man, one of the things that uh caught my ear and attention you already know i'm all about the self-reflection. I love what you guys said. You got to reflect. You got to look in 
uh, see, you know, how can you become better? Because whenever we're facing any type of crisis, it's so easy to point the finger at someone else, including your spouse. Remember those days we lost that 30 grand. It's so easy to do that. But it's about really taking time out to really self-reflect and say, how can I become more? How can I become better? What skill sets do I need to improve? How can I leave me before expecting, you know, my wife or, you know, your your husband to change? Yeah. And even just looking at the goal, like, let's see where we're at. Let's look at the truth. Here's the truth. It may not be pretty. It may not be what we want to see, but we have to face the truth in order to overcome and get to the goal. And I love that you guys came together and really found those roles that work for you guys and know your strengths and play your parts. Because I think, you know, especially, you know, being married, you kind of sometimes it's easy to step on each other's toes. I could do that better. I could do that better. But really understanding like, no, I'm going to let you run with that because I trust you. And I know that you're, that's your strength. And I can take this over here. You get so much further by playing your parts and trying to compete with each other. And I know we did that for a while in our, in our teamwork and trying to build a business. But once we found those roles, it was a game changer. So I love that. And we'll get into a, a couple of the comments here. Let's see who we got hanging on with us. And they're an open book, guys. This is your chance to ask them right. any question you guys have. Brandon Boyd, man, this is one of our favorite accelerator students. Always on time. Kings and queens unite. My brother. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, man. We, we love you, man. Appreciate you joining. Um, who else we got in here? Uh, Jay Hines. What's up? Watching from Orlando. Um, this is really cool right here. You all are all prime examples of the 10X rule and action. Yes. Gotta retire. Gotta <laughs> retire. for sure. Absolutely. Um, I love the transparency. Thank you. We'll try to get into one or two uh, comments. Transparency. Respect the transparency, too. It's amazing. And here's a question we got for you. I'm learning a lot from this, and we'll join the program, God willing, by August. Uh, this is a step to financial freedom. What do you recommend as far as me being involved? Because I am a truck driver. So, guys, um, uh, Jesse's trying to become financially free, but he's on the road. Being a truck driver, he spends a lot of time on the road. What advice would you guys give him to start off? On the truck. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Marcus talk to this because I, I feel I feel like we just did like a two part um, podcast um, with someone that that really that um, has his own truck driving business. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jesse, that's a great question. Uh, it, it, for for one, it sounds like the great thing is you already know what your what your goal is, right? And so now you're taking steps by uh, joining the 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 academy you're taking steps to to meet that goal you want to be financially free so i think you're you're on the right track as far as seeing okay what what can i do uh, it's you're on the road and and this is a is a is something that you can do passively you know so in your spare time what are you doing uh as shira was speaking i i, I did a, a interview with a friend of mine who recently got into the trucking business where he now he owns the, the the truck and he's using that to create passive income for himself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just about, you know, being consistent and, and trying different things. And it sounds like you're doing that, man. So just, just, just keep it up. Keep, keep grinding. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's the best thing I can say. Right. And something very practical and very tangible. Um, a lot of people will use the money from their nine to five jobs to build wealth. Mm-hmm. And so that may involve you, looking at your finances and using um, that surplus. So the surplus is what remains after you've taken care of your of your bills. And you use that surplus and you invest it. So whether that's you purchasing a course or whether that's you opening up a Roth IRA or an investment account or whatever it is, you know, but, you know, use that surplus 
to start um, building wealth for yourself. Use it as a tool. I love it. I love it. Own the truck, man. Yeah. Ownership and just getting in the mindset of, okay, yes, I'm, I'm here in this moment. I'm, I'm driving the truck. But you said there's still most likely a surplus of money that you have to invest in your future and think ownership. And I love that, you know, it is about diversifying. When you're first getting started, we say, hey, do something until you see success, whether that's mobile home investing, you know, really take imperfect action, learn, gain the knowledge. And then just just take action, man. And, and each step is going to teach you something, a new lesson. And it's just about getting over that fear and not letting your time away stop you and leveraging other people, other resources. And that's why we built this community so that people just like you can get started. Yeah, the journey is really cool because you, you can you know grow and you can make a lot of money along the journey. But it's really cool to learn about you. You learn a lot about yourself throughout the process the growing process and the journey so let's get back into yeah. number two we'll get back into some of these comments keep the questions coming we're going to uh, get to as many as we can um second thing you said let your money work for you invest in uh, uh income producing assets i think this is very important samara and i we took this route you know starting out with mobile home investing we focus very very hard on producing passive income with cash flow with our mobile home unit so uh, i want to know from you guys What's the importance of passive income? And for someone starting out uh, that doesn't have a lot of money, should they be focused on rev uh, generating revenue in their business or trying to just get that passive income first? Hmm. That's a great question, Jay. Shall yeah, sure. Um, one of the things that you said, should they be trying to get that passive income first? And I and I think that it depends on what the goal is, mm -hmm. you know, because like when you're investing in the market, they give you two options. Um, depending on what you're investing in. And one of the options is, do you want to receive the dividend? So do you want to receive um, a payout, you know, whether it's quarterly or whatever, however it goes, or do you want to take that money and reinvest it? Um, so you, have the, you have the option. So it depends on uh, what your goal is. Um, for our investment, you know, we still work at nine to five right now. And the passive income that we receive, we don't live off of it. You know, we reinvest it into our business. So it really depends on what what you want to do. But passive income is key because eventually you're going to need it. Right. Because how else will you retire? You know, if, if you don't have streams of passive income, you are going to work until you no longer can work, you know. And so so. So passive income and creating those streams of passive income is really uh, critical um, to being able to um, reach a level of financial independence where work becomes an option. You know, so you want to always have that, you know, in the in the back of your mind and whether or not you receive the passive, uh, how you decide to use a passive income is up to you. But you have a long term goal in mind. And Jay, like, it's funny you say that because shameless plug. I this is something that Shira kind of said in passing assets over income now the thought process behind that is there's a lot of people that earn big money right six figure plus a year but the reason why I say invested into income producing assets is because it's, it's simple your money being held in in a sock drawer or in the bank won't even keep up with inflation so you have to invest just to be ahead of the inflation right so your money is worth less year after year so it's best to 
to put that somewhere that is, is continuously generating money. And then eventually you want to you want it to get into a passive income stream. So that's the goal. And that's the thought process behind that. I'm so um, excited that you said that because uh, I was raised that, you know, any money coming in, you save and save and save and save. And what you're saying, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. You're actually losing money year over year, just keeping it in the bank or keeping it in a sock drawer. Right. Absolutely. And and that's something that we had to learn, too. It's like saving is good. I was taught the same thing, Jay. It's like save your money, save your money. And, and while that's good, it, it, it's, it's losing for you. So okay. it's important to take that income, that great income that you're making and invest it. Now, an asset doesn't necessarily mean just, uh, you know, the, putting it into some type of stock or index fund. You can invest in courses. You can invest in businesses. And so you just want to put it in something that potentially will earn you money or earn money while you are asleep, essentially. Right. And it's important to have reserves. So you're going to need to have some cash reserves, especially now in the middle mm -hmm. of a pandemic mm -hmm. where there's so much volatility in the in the job market or whatever. So you want to have your reserves. But speaking, thinking long term, you know, there is no way that you're going to save, you know, a million dollars. For many people, it is a mathematical impossibility, you know, where the market, you know, on average, your money doubles every seven years. So you want to make sure that you are investing, investing in in um, the market, investing in real estate, investing, you know, get your money out there working. Yeah. If it's sitting, it's not... It, don't let it sit. Your it money should be your, working. Your money should be working harder than you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't know what that is, but um, I'm so glad that you said that because it was for a long time that we took so much pride. And even if it was just, you know, $5,000 or $10,000, whatever it was in that bank account, it's like, you don't want to lose it. It's like that you, you hit a certain mark and you, it's like, even if you're investing in yourself, investing in your future, it's hard to see that number go down, but it's all about that long-term vision. What am I putting this money towards to grow it. And so, you know, getting over that ego of I have to have the, you know, this amount of money in my bank account. Yes, have reserve. Make sure that you are safe and comfortable with the, you know, the, the amount of money that you have for emergencies. But if it's just sitting there just because it makes you feel good, at the end of the day, you're not doing yourself any justice because you have to look that at the long-term picture. Yeah, they say it's like a, a loaf of bread is what I've heard in the past. One of my mentors told me like money is like a loaf of bread. If it's just sitting there mm -hmm. just you know uh sitting you know in front of you for a month for two months but three months it's just going to become rotten there's not not going to be any type of nutritional value in it it's kind of like money if it's just sitting there you're actually losing money you're shooting yourself in the foot so you gotta keep it moving just like the bread you gotta keep it moving you gotta eat that thing so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta move the money you gotta move the money yeah. <laughs> and then we'll wrap it into number three man you said Save for a rainy day to cover emergencies and expenses. For someone starting out, just starting a business, um, what if they are short on money? What would you recommend? How much is that amount that you need to have set aside for a rainy day? On November the 13th, Black Married and Debt Free is rolling out their apparel line, Black Owned Apparel. This will be an exclusive drop, so you don't want to miss it. To stay updated, visit Instagram at blk.owned.apparel. The links in the description below. Join the ownership movement. For a business, I think it depends on what the what the business is. So I think that the number will will vary um, 
depending on the situation. And yeah. what were you going to Sorry, I think a lot of times, I think we've been asked this before, and a lot of times it's whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, but not too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> whatever makes you feel comfortable if a, if an emergency were to arise, I guess. And then, like you said, Jay, some, in, some people may not, you know, like, I don't have, I can't just stack right now. I think it goes back to being using your ingenuity and your creativity to earn enough that makes you feel comfortable. I mean, um, that that's one thing that we really, really are heavy on is is like side hustle. So if you know I really want to get in the mobile home business and I need X amount of dollars to do that, then you should have a season where you're hustling up that that money so that you can do that. If you have a goal of man, I want I need five hundred dollar nest egg because you know just in case for an emergency. Then, then, then you really need to have a season where you're hustling to get that, you know, and you're wearing, I don't want to go into exactly the many ways you can do that, but you just have to be creative and, and you have to, um, your mindset has to be of such to where it, it, it's, it's possible. Right. And I think that it's really important that you don't put your goal or your dream on hold. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have enough money. No, no, no. You could be doing something. You know what I'm saying? So don't don't put your dream or your goal on hold. Make sure that you're always moving towards it. You know, so don't say, I don't have enough money to get started. You got something. You know, we, we got to start it. You know, we you have to have a starting point, but continuous, you know, continue to work and build um, towards that goal. I love it. And it's like, like you said, Marcus, it's about being creative and thinking outside the box. Yeah, you may not have enough money to do it this way, but there's other ways to do it. And it's just about being open to those opportunities. And like you said, not putting your dreams on hold because maybe you don't have what somebody else has to get started. But there's plenty of ways to use your mind, use your service, use your hands to be able to create money out of no money. And so it's about just having that mindset of being a creator and not being dependent on, okay, because and looking for an obstacle just not to start. For sure. And I think it all goes into mindset, like you said, Marcus. And, um, you know, from time to time, you know, we tell ourselves these stories. Uh, I don't have money. I'm not good enough. I don't have the time. And uh, you say it so many times, you start to believe it. And then the universe gives you exactly what you spoke into existence because that's what you believe. I think you should be really stating that, hey, you know, right now the challenge for me is getting more money. So what I need to do is, again, increase my skill sets. If I don't have money, I should have a little bit of time. I've got at least one or two hours a week. I could put my head in a book. There's so much free information out there on YouTube, on Google. I need to put my butt to work to get this knowledge so I can go ahead and apply it and then reach that ascension level. So I appreciate you guys sharing. I'll get into a couple more questions in here. Uh, let's see what we got here. I'm just, man, so much coming in. I appreciate y'all for joining us. Let's see. Um, uh, LaShawn coming in from Huntsville, Alabama. I love it. Um, thanks for this live. Wonderful to feel this conversation. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, I like this. Thanks for the advice. We'll be using the money from my job to get started. And thank you. Oh, man, that's amazing. I love it. I'm a retired single man. I'm doing well financially, but I'm always looking to better myself. I'm also bored and need a challenge. How difficult is this to start? Well, it's it's as difficult as you want to make it, right? I mean, this is not rocket science. This is a very simple process. It's really about getting out there and serving people. And so, you know, as long as you have a heart to do that, you have the time. It looks like you said you're bored. So you have plenty of time to get out there and just first things first, learn, get the knowledge, learn how you can really serve serve them. It's like Jay said, get a skill, build this skill and then get out there and take some action and just serve. And, and honestly, once you have that mindset, 
it's so easy to find people that need help. Absolutely. Um, you guys mentioned seven uh, multiple streams of income. Creating seven streams of income, Tamika says, absolutely, I love it. Uh, passive is super important. Lowering taxes as well. Um, how well does this lower taxes? Well, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'll take that one. <laughs> <You're the CPA>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it all really depends on, it's like, like the taxes is a big thing, right? Like it depends on what other businesses, what other streams of income that you have. Um, passive income is taxed at a lower rate. So we love that. Um, but it's all in the big scheme of things. Like how much passive income do you have versus earned income? So that, that's a really complex question. We're not going to go into the, the nitty gritty, but just know that having those streams of passive income is great. Even rental pro, rental um, units are great because they you can deduct so many expenses from them. It can lower your tax bracket. Um, so um, definitely, definitely, I agree with you. Passive income is really important. And then we'll get into a few more before the next question. Work becomes an option. I love that, that is good. That's gold right there. I love that. Assets over income. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Um, I will share this to my friends because they look at me weird when I mention passive and residual income. Don't they all? Uh, I learned a little from selling life insurance. I'm glad this program isn't as expensive as others. And then we'll get into a couple more. What's going on, Tiffany uh, and Brandon Drip Dividend um, Reinvest Program, dropping financial gems on the mobile home channel. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get, come back to the comments in just a second. Um, number four, you guys mentioned payoff your debt to strengthen your financial uh, foundation. So in, in your opinion, I got to know, you know, what do you guys consider good debt and bad debt? Because when we started our mobile home investing business, we actually leveraged some of the 0% interest credit cards uh, that we had just being mailed to us. And um, a lot of people, they look at that as just a negative, but we feel like that's leverage. But what's your opinion on that? Man, we love this topic, Jay. <laughs> we were just talking oh, about I, it. I know Shire, she she ready to go in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you start. <laughs> you know what that is? I, I love it, man. I, I I love one one thing we've learned. Uh, Shire and I black married and debt free, right? So when we paid off our debts, we we looked at each other and we, and we was like, "This is what we are. We're black, we're married, and we're debt free." Now, when people hear that name, they immediately assume. You guys are team, no debt, no credit cards, none of the, you know, it's, it's, it's all you cash everything. Well, as we evolve, we, we are learning that well, uh, uh, debt freedom for us is, was foundational. It was, it just got us to level one, but to create wealth, leverage and credit could, and, and maybe strategies that you use to create wealth, you know, debt freedom is just a stepping stone the cornerstone as I like to say to building wealth and and we really see that now and you know we still have conversations with people that 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 are a little bit more rigid and like you know no ca- cash is everything I, if i'm not paying cash i can't well that might not work for everybody and, and it definitely doesn't necessarily work for us yeah. yeah because the thing that i that we both learned you know after we paid off six figures worth of debt is that the very next day we had to get into our cars and drive to work and our life didn't change you know we continued to, to be kind of like in the rat race you know just as everyone else was so so there's different levels to building wealth and for a lot of people debt freedom is a part of that right. um when you pay off your debt, you know, for us, it opened up a ton of options. 
And so we immediately went, you know, into real estate. So, so good debt, bad debt. I don't like to label it. it it's debt, you know, and I look at our debt as, you know, we have two, two rental properties and we have debt on our business, right. you know, but we don't carry, you know, personal credit cards or anything mm-hmm. like that personally. Um, but I think that um, our society does a lot of debt shaming and we need to stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are, are ways to do things responsibly, um, responsibly and strategically. Right. And if you don't plan to go to take on debt responsibly and strategically, then you probably shouldn't be taking it on, you know? So depends on, you know, the individual situation and the goal. And then, you know, just make sure that you're using wisdom and that you're just not racking it up. Just, just to rack, rack, rack on some. Love it. Oh my gosh. So many people need to hear that because like you said, there's so much shame when it comes to debt just because of the stigma. And it really depends on what you're getting in debt for. What is this? Are you leveraging it to build assets and to create income? Or are you buying shoes and stuff that really just depreciates and has no value, resale value in the future? So, and even if you're getting into debt for, you know, education that's going to, you know, investing in yourself, that that's going to turn into more money in the future. So it really, really just depends on what the debt is for and not to be afraid of the debt. But to understand how to use it responsibly is just the key. Man, that is so huge. So many young people need to hear that. Unfortunately, there's so many of us that are just given just just bad information just because some people just weren't properly educated. Like my family literally taught me, you go out and you use debt to go get cars and things like that. And then the strategy for us was to go file bankruptcy. Like I have multiple family members that use that strategy constantly and that's like passed down like this is horrible so i'm so happy you guys shared that and opened in people's minds because there's a lot of people on here that have this basic information but there's a whole lot more other people that don't so i appreciate you guys just being vulnerable and transparent i love it yeah and if you think that you know some of the biggest and best companies and some of the richest people are not leveraging debt like you're just not thinking like <laughs> big enough exactly. and so yeah we love to use cash cash is great but if you can if you can grow and scale so much faster by leveraging debt in a smart way you know once you run the numbers it just it makes sense yeah and um we'll get into a couple more comments here we got one more question for you guys let's see what else we got a ton of them coming in if you guys are getting value from this video go ahead and hit that like button drop some comments in here <laughs> let's see what we got going on save your money until you have enough to invest uh, Jason, Jason says uh, banks only give about 0.8%, which is what they pay us to use our money to earn. The bank 13 or more from our money, we get in and down, uh, I'm sorry, in doubt, uh, doubt borrowing with what don't exist. Mm-hmm. Chop that up yes. a little bit. You, the bank gives you pennies, literally skimpy <laughs> pennies, and they take your money and they make a whole bunch of money on it. So it's like, right. how do we get in the mindset of, of lending? And being more like the bank and investing like the bank because just putting your money in the bank isn't going to cut it. Not nowadays. Exactly. Um, Sylvia says investing in mobile homes. I'm watching Jay and Samara's lots. What advice to humble beginnings with this dream? We both have servant hearts. Thanks. That's exactly it. You know, have the ability to ha- just have a serving heart. Get out there, not be afraid to learn, and do not become a victim of paralysis analysis. Take what you're learning and actually apply it. Once you start 
applying what you learn, that's when you're going to get more and more results. And that's when you're going to get to that essential ascension level, level. But if you are in it just to make money and not to serve people or have some type of why that's bigger than you, the money just becomes another like thing. It's just you have you kind of become numb to it. You've got to have something that uh, is pulling you forward and it's got to be stronger than money at the end of the day. Yeah, I would um, add on to that is really understand your why because that's what's going to pull you through all of this. Really understand why do you want to get into this? What are you trying to accomplish? Set some goals and then let's learn and take action and learn and take action. And really, you're learning mostly from taking the action. The learning is good, you know, reading, like taking everything. But, you know, once you have a solid blueprint, it's just all about getting out there, making mistakes, learning as you go, and leveraging people that can support you and push you along the way. So don't be afraid to get out there. Make sure that you have something to follow, some support somewhere where when things get tough, you don't know how to do something or you make a mistake, you have somebody to kind of like pull you up a little bit because it's inevitable. But the main thing is take action, learn. I love that. Very appreciate that. Um, you two guys together, priceless. Follow you both. Appreciate you, Keith. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, choose the right business structure, become LLC, and marry it as a S Corp with IRS. That's how you reduce your tax liability. All right, give us some gems there. Give us some real good gems there. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm approaching 65 in two months and put off and made excuses why I didn't pursue my dreams. Young people, don't put your dreams on hold. Go after them. I love them. it. Ooh, Thank that's you so, so much. Okay. Thank you so much for letting, letting, sharing that, Rhonda, because. You know what? At the end of the day, it is about getting out there and following your dreams and taking action. So I love that. And um, it's never too late. You know, don't even believe that story. Uh, it's too late for me to get started. That is a lie. We know a lot of people. We have students that have come in that are 65 years old and out there killing it, getting a couple deals done in just one week of joining just our program. And I'm telling you, there's a lot more people out there. So don't believe the lie. You're telling yourself you can still get out here yes, and get these man. deals. Last one. Ty. Just joined TCA. Hey, What's hey, going hey, on, Ty? Absolutely. Make sure you introduce yourself in the community. The family will welcome you in. Let's get to this last one here. You stated, keep your financial priorities straight. It's okay to say no. And we Ooh. say this so much to our accelerator students on the call. Like some of the, the deals out there, some of the best ones are the ones that you pass up. But what do you guys mean by this? Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's the classic age old keeping up with the Joneses, right? And that's a lot of times what we want to do. We want to compare. Uh, Shari has me reading this book, uh, the, the Art of Possibility. And I'm glad she, she you know, told me to, to check that one out because it really speaks to how we compare. And that is a dangerous game. When you see what others have, what others are doing, uh, you know, it serves, you know, serves you no purpose to really compare your situation to someone else's situation. Uh so I, that's kind of what I meant in, in, in that statement there. I heard an analogy one time. It's about running your race, right? So when you have uh, people who are doing the, the four, 400 meter, right, once around the track, it's important not to get caught or anything long distance. It's important not to get caught up in what others are doing, because if you see somebody jetting out ahead of you and you're trying to catch them, you're, you're not running your race. You got to find your groove. And that's how you, you know, finish uh, successful in the end. So mm-hmm. that, that we just really wanted to remind ourselves and remind others of that. It's like you can't be looking at what others are doing and trying to keep up. Mm. 
I love it. It's okay to say no if it's not for the right purpose. But say no to the things that you're doing for other people and say more to yes to the things that you're doing for yourself. Yeah, and when you're so focused and caught up on other people, you're um, bringing in nothing but doubt. And that brings like delay because you're depressed, because you're feeling overwhelmed, and then you stop taking action. I just created a Facebook post kind of talking about this subject. And I talked about, one of my mentors told me, you know, your, your journey is kind of like a seed. Like when a seed is planted in the ground, the seed isn't looking around to say, well, that seed was planted. That seed is growing at this pace and this one's growing at this pace. What's going on with me? The seed just grows. It, it allows nature to do what it does. And uh, I think that goes to say, like, you have to trust the process. Your journey is your unique journey. You have to embrace that. That is yours. And anything you want takes time. You know, everything you want is going to come with trials, tribulations. If it was easy, everyone could do it. So I appreciate you guys. Sure. No, love it, love it, love it. Thank you guys so much for sharing all the information with everyone. So many people are commenting right now. They got a ton of value out of it and they love the transparency. It's a journey, y'all. It is not just, you know, overnight success. It's a process. You got to really be vulnerable with yourself. Tell the truth. Look at where you're at and then set some goals and some milestones to hit along the journey. So we you, love it. You also got to have great people like this that you can call your friends. We keep friends like this in our circle because what we do is add fuel to each other's fire we don't hate on each other we figure out like how can i serve you how can i bring more value your way because when you go out there and scoop up gems i know you're going to bring them to us and we're going to do the same to our other friends so we appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy schedule to come and share your wisdom with our family um for anyone interested in following you guys getting more information like how can they become part of your world Man, I uh, first I want to just say thank you, uh, Jay and Samara. Man, you, you guys don't know how much we admire you all yes. from afar, and you know, always checking out what you guys are doing. So uh, we are glad that we, you know, met you guys, and um, thank you for having us on. Uh, for anyone who wants to connect with uh, me and Shira, you could just uh, check us out on all social media at Black Married and Debt Free, uh, also on YouTube, uh, Black Married and Debt Free, and then me and Shira, uh, I think it was about a year, a little over a year ago. We created a masterclass um, that is entitled Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth, where we really do a deep dive into our strategies and practices that we use to get out of debt. And, you know, we talk about some things that we're doing now to to build wealth, one of which is being a part of the uh, the academy. You know what I'm saying? So you want to be involved with us. Go ahead and check that out. Or if you just want to, you know, shoot us a message, check us out anywhere on social media. Love it, love it. And we'll leave a link below this video to their YouTube channel. They have a ton of trainings on there, guys. Just giving you guys a ton of gems on just, like you said, how to get out of debt, how to bring in multiple streams of income, how to invest the right way and become a savvy investor. And that's what we're all about. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later. <laughs>